Hello there. This is God's Will Ezumita with the thought to challenge your normal. You see, rather than take life at face value, I believe you could live much better if you base your decisions on careful, analytical thought. So welcome to the Thinker's Table. This is the Now Think Podcast. Welcome again to the Now Think Podcast. I'm so excited to be doing this again and I can't thank enough all my friends and family that helped me make this podcast. I hope you enjoyed the last episode where we talked about jumping into the fire, you know, taking the bull by the horn, not waiting for life to put you in terrible situations before you get into those situations so that you can be bigger, you can be better, you can be more precise, you can be the best version of yourself. So today is going to be lit. Today, we're going to be exploring more on the topic, but in a different light. But before we go on, for those that have not listened to the first episode, I want you to go back, check it out. And I just want to say this. I know many of us have heard this said. It's almost a cliche. And if if you're above 20, I'm sure you've heard this in one form or the other. If not, you really have to make better choices, (laughs) right? So... I believe everybody has heard this and it goes something like life is not about what happens to you but how you react or how you respond to the things that happen to you wonderful statements has been said in many ways many people have heard this funny thing many people don't apply but i stand by it i really do because there's a lot of wisdom in what is said life will happen to you things will come at you negative things positive things, negative people, positive people will come across your life. It is just what it is. Now, the things that come into your life can make you better or make you worse. It depends on how you use those situations to better your life and further drive your purpose down the train that is called time. Okay. So I need you to understand this because when I talked about jumping to the fire, one might assume that it's all to show how brave you are or how much you can survive in terrible situations but that is so not the idea the idea is this if you prepare or you don't life will still come at you it's better to go in knowing exactly what you're going to do it's better to go in having a game plan right now to take a whole different approach to this same quote i'd like to say that negative situations and experiences are important very very important to the development of our purpose to the development of our personality and all the excellence and awesomeness that makes us if you check stories of the greats you can trace some of the skills they have some of the achievement they have back to some negative situations in their lives for instance if you go down history the most prominent king of israel which is david had so much success in his day because he never lost a war ever he never lost like anytime this dude went out to war he always won now that's a very impressive feat and i don't think any other king has beaten that in time past but he got those stats because he had gotten training from other negative situations in his life I mean, growing up, he was the last child, yet he had to be the one that had to take care of the sheep. And that kind of poses a situation where he feels alone and he feels like he has to do the dirty job of the family. But in that place, he developed leadership. He developed the ability of listening to God, hearing from God, praising God, and all those nice things that would eventually come in handy when he became a leader. 
Also, when he was able to, you know, do the David and Goliath story and got some fame, life came again and threw him as a spoke in the wheel of his boss. And now his boss wanted to kill him and dude was on the run. That was a terrible situation in his life. David hated those moments of his life and he questioned everything. But do you know the funny thing? Out of those moments, history has it that David had run away and in the process got some friends out of the outcasts of Israel at the time. And those guys turned out to be David's mighty men. If you've never read of David's mighty men, y'all should check that out. Those guys were badass. Those guys were... <laughs> oh boy, they were the stuff of legend, right? And he met them because of that bad situation. And I can tell you for a fact that most of David's victory was recorded because these people fought alongside with him. Because he gained their trust and he could count on them in the future. Your negative situations can become the necessary events you need for your future depending on how you react to them. I mean, you've heard of several stories of comedians who found comedy because of the pain in their past and they found comedy and now everybody's laughing, everybody's celebrating them. But a lot of that might not have been discovered if they are not passed through that tenuous situation in their lives and made the best of it. The key is not just jumping into the fire, it's what you do with it, it's what you make of it, okay? Following that, when we go through terrible situations in life, our response should be, how can this make me better? That is the mindset. It's not just how can I survive this, but how can this make me better? What is the silver lining in this cloud? Because sometimes that one thing could save you for the rest of your life. It could make you a star, like we talked about in the last episode. Really, you should check that out. I just want you to know that you shouldn't let your circumstances be an excuse to fail. Rather, let it be the reason you succeed. So that when you're telling your success story, when you're writing your biography, or when people are talking about you, you can refer back to those moments and encourage people and say, if it hadn't happened this way, I wouldn't have gotten this far. And because I reacted this way to this situation, that is how I am made. If I can be privy to share my own story, I would say that I came to a place of really thinking and reasoning through my life because I had a lot of time alone as a kid. You know, some would call it being a loner, but I don't take it as that. I take it as crucial moments of my childhood where I had to be alone by circumstances, basically, because mom was working, dad was working. My elder ones had to be in school and all that stuff. And in those moments, I could have developed terrible habits. But thank God, now it has formed a major part of my personality. And I can share all the ideas I've come up with with you through this platform. So, like I said, do not let your circumstances be an excuse to fail. Rather, let it be a reason to succeed. Today, we're going to talk about staying in the fire. Yep, now you jumped in. Now I want you to stay in there. Okay? I need you to keep banging i need you to maintain your place because that fire is useful to your craft it is useful to making you the best of who you are all i want to really cover in this particular podcast is anything that you do consistently you will get good at i'll repeat that anything you do consistently you really do get good at now for a fact Whenever you carry an object, I don't care how light or how heavy it is, you hold it up in the air and you maintain that position. After a while, that same thing that has literally not changed weight in any way becomes heavier. The fact that you've been holding it consistently, you've been bearing that weight and then it seems heavier. That is what happens to us when we train ourselves 
to remain in certain situations consistently. When we train ourselves to do some things, albeit uncomfortable, consistently. The idea today is consistency. All right. One thing that develops a person more than most is consistency. Whatever you do regularly, you get better at. This you can tell in learning any skill. You know, I for one believe that any human being can learn any skill. The only factor that might be involved will be time. And that's where talent, of course, plays a role. So what you're naturally inclined to, you will learn faster than someone that's not naturally inclined to do that. And you might get better faster at it. However, if you do it regularly enough, even if you're not naturally inclined to do it, you can do it. I strongly believe that and I strongly stand by that thought. Anything you give time to, anything you do consistently, you get better at. It is a sure and proven theory. In fact, it was detailed in Malcolm Gladwell's book, Outliers, where he talked about the 10,000 hour rule. And he proved that if you put 20 hours a week into a skill or a business and you do it for 10 years, you end up becoming a master at it. I mean, you become very, very good. Very good up to the point where your, your expertise becomes valued. Now, many will think that that is an insane number of time, but I, for one, can tell that even before you get to 10,000 hours, you would see amazing results. So the fact here is when you do it consistently, you get better at it and eventually you get value from it. So when you step into the fire, when you step into a comfortable situations and you are finding solutions, I don't want you to be an in and out kind of guy. You just want to get this over with and get out. No, you want to stay in the situation. You want to really groom something that makes this whole process worth it, okay? To build skill. And you should know that the word expert originates from the early 15th century and it means a person that is wise through experience. In fact, the root word for expert and experience are pretty much the same. But the use of the word expert connotes that time has passed. Experience has been gained over time, which connotes consistency. If you do something consistently, you become an expert. Now, this is the reason why. In doing something consistently, you learn things that can't be taught. You can only go so far in teaching someone a skill or giving someone a reason to do something. At the end of the day, until the person steps into that space and actually does it before they will learn some things. I learned the bass guitar when I was in my secondary school. And before we started playing, we were told of blisters. We will get blisters when we play on our fingers. And I did not know how to deal with that because every human being's body is different. My teacher couldn't help me with dealing with the pain, understanding how to walk through it. There are some things that can't be taught. Things like endurance, muscle memory, and more importantly, understanding your body, understanding yourself, understanding what works for you. It comes through experience. It comes through doing that thing consistently if you're not going to do it consistently you are not going to learn those things and some of these things are important they are pivotal to being the best you can be for real you need to get to being in the fire consistently like make that your home stay there make the best of it so that you can be the best of you now I never try to tell people what to think, but I find that in 21st century, we find it very difficult to focus our minds on one thing or to do something over and over again, especially when it gets boring and there's nothing that's making you get back to it, right? I struggle with this every single day, even as a Christian, you know, trying to maintain that relationship because the idea of Christianity is not about doing stuff that you think you ought to do it's about having a relationship and because of that relationship it changes 
you to be much better than you are. So praying and studying the Bible is kind of not a duty, but the very core of what it means to be a Christian. Yet, it's one of the most difficult things to keep up with as a Christian. Many Christians will agree with me. So I find it difficult to do this regularly and do this intentionally. But then in my journey of self-discovery, I found out that there are some tips that really does help one to maintain consistency in the things you know you ought to do, but you're not doing. And I would like to share those tips. I'm not saying that you have to do that. I'm just saying this is what works for me and maybe it might work for you. So number one, use the gap moment. So what do I refer to as the gap moment? There are times in our life where we can do two things at the same time because basically the thing that we do at those times are pretty mundane and don't require a lot of attention. For instance, if you're on a bus, at that moment, there's not much you can do, but time is being spent. That's a moment you can reinvest to something that you care about. Maybe reading or listening to this podcast or writing your book. There are infinite things you can explore. You can apply your mind to thinking while you're doing laundry because at that point, laundry is kind of a mundane exercise. You know what to do. So why not put in your mind to that project in the office and try to figure it out? Use the gap moment. Don't wait until everything is set perfectly. Use the gap moment. This has been pivotal to my life. Most of the things I've learned, most of the ideas I've come up with came up because I was making use of every free time I could find while doing other stuff that I'm responsible for. Use the gap moment. Finally, think it, do it. Now, the think it, do it principle I've shared with a lot of my friends and it works for real, it works. Especially for people like us that don't do well with schedules, right? So it works like this. The moment you remember that thing that you know you should do every day, do it. Don't wait for the special time. Don't wait for a special environment. Do it right the moment you remember it. And do it as many times as you remember it. For instance, I talked about my struggle with maintaining a steady prayer and study relationship with God. Um, so what I do is maybe by 12 p.m., for instance, I'm working and I remember, oh, I've not studied my Bible or I've not prayed. I just pray right there while I'm working because it doesn't take much to pray. You know, just talk to God, share your heart with him, enjoy that moment and then go on with work. But then if you're waiting for that 4 a.m. and then if you miss 4 a.m., you're not doing it anymore. You keep on getting discouraged and you may never get to do it at the end of the day. Once you think about it, do it. The thing is, the more you do it, the more you think about it, and the more you do it, and eventually, you become really good at it because it's not forced. You see, the idea with these two principles I use is when you can, you should do it. Whenever the opportunity shows up, seize it, do it. And that will give you the consistency that you think you can't achieve. It really is that simple. Use the gap moment, think it, do it. Make sure that your mind is in a space where you understand that this is important to me, this is important to my growth. It gives you such a good confidence boost because you can say to yourself, no matter the result, that while I could, I did do it. And you go out of every situation knowing that you gave it your best. That is the ultimate victory through every situation. That while you could do it, you did it. That you always give your best. That is it. Now on final note, I would like to say this. This whole exercise is not an exercise to show how brave you are or to show strength or to be a badass in any way. This whole exercise is about you living your best life. This is about you fighting for who you could be, not just for yourself, but for the world. I'll tell you the story. So I was listening to an interview 
with Tiffany Haddish, hilarious woman. She does her thing and she keeps it real all the time. And I heard about her experience with foster care. And through that whole process or that time of her life, it was terrible. She went through pain. In fact, during the interview, she was close to tears. But she kept going. She kept working at her heart. She kept trying to make people happy. That was her thing. If she met you, she's going to make you happier than you were before. She's going to keep the hype up regardless of her situations. And because she kept at it, when her break came through, she was ready for it. It wasn't uncomfortable for her. It became like home because she had worked and worked in the uncomfortable situation, but made the best of it, made the best of herself. So much so that now her success has come. She's now a blessing to herself, but not just to herself, to everybody around her. And even more so, she got suitcases and shared to some foster care children because she understood how it felt not to feel like you belong somewhere or you, you something belongs to you, even as she moved from home to home. And, and that caught my attention. Because the whole thing we do, why, why we can't quit is because regardless of what we go through, someone out there needs our light to find their way. So for the fact that you know that you are in a terrible situation means what you want to do is fight. What you want to do is keep on making yourself better. What you want to do is keep on giving your best so that you leave this earth knowing that not only you gave your best, but somebody was the better because of you. So, from me, I'll tell you this. If you don't quit, there's only one option left, and that is to win. Because you only lose when you quit. You are made for this. Just don't quit. It might seem like you're failing, but give it time. Be consistent. You are definitely going to win if you don't quit. Cheers. That's all we have for today. Remember, you don't have to agree with everything I say. You just need to think about it and I'm sure you will come to the best conclusions. Do hit me up with questions, suggestions, and <laughs> compliments. Yep, I like those too. Please subscribe to my channel and follow me on all social media for more stuff. This is the Now Thing Podcast. We've got to. It's a new